0: there. It's Susan Pierce Thompson and welcome to the weekly vlog. So I'm in this particular outfit (laughs) and um, if you're listening to the podcast audio of this, it's a little hat and a little black sort of uh, open down the middle thing and a little maroon um, cami underneath. And it's the outfit. If you have uh, taken any Bright Line Eating courses or you're a Bright Line Eating member, you understand the outfit. People write in all the time, what's with the hat? Why is she never changing her outfit? Um, And the answer is I grow my hair long and cut it short all the time. So whenever I'm shooting a course, I am always careful to wear this hat and I've just paired it with this outfit and that's basically all I wear as I shoot the whole course so that you won't notice if my hair's long or short if years later I reshoot some videos for a course, they'll blend right in and you'll never notice. So anyway, I'm in the outfit, the outfit, because I am filming the maintenance course, the psychology of maintenance. It's the first maintenance course. There will be three Uh, This is a long, meaty, incredibly uh, important course on the psychology of maintenance, meaning mentally, how do we prepare ourselves to live at maintenance? And this course is intended both for people who are at maintenance already, but really kind of primarily for people who are not at maintenance yet. The anticipated use of this course will be Relatively early in someone's Bright Line Eating journey, maybe even before they've even started the food plan part, uh, if they're pretty scared about getting started, they take this course to acclimate themselves to the required psychological shifts that are needed to really think of this uh, as a long game, right, as a marathon, not a sprint. And there's a lot in that. I'm going to illustrate this with a story. I just had COVID. You might know that. I talked about it in a bunch of vlogs. I think I shot a vlog in the depth of COVID funk in my office. God bless me. And uh, I had a pretty bad case of it. I had really bad COVID for two weeks and then uh, kind of dwindling COVID for another couple weeks. I'm still not 100%. Like I wouldn't go out and jog for an hour right now. I still feel a little like, uh, I don't know, cardiovascularly not fully there anyway, it affected my food and it didn't affect my food and that, you know, I ate sugar and flour. It affected my food because I was very nauseous. And for the first two weeks, I was extremely weak and tired and our refrigerator was broken. So that was a disastrous combination, like just not helpful or good for this poor food addict at all. And what I ended up doing about all that was ordering out a lot, right? Uh, Just having food brought in, someone would run out and get food, uh, et cetera. And not me, I was staying home. And the combination of mental factors that really tripped me up were... um, I was, I was order I would not, I wasn't ordering out breakfast, right? I was making my breakfast at home and I was by and large making my lunch at home too. It was really dinner that we were eating out every night. And the, the, the thing was that I was nauseous. I was really nauseous. And what I teach people to do when they're sick of that sort of nauseous stomach flu variety is to eat a breakfast meal at dinner. Well, in Brightline Eating, what do you get in a breakfast meal? You get grain. And when you start Bright Line Eating, it's the only time you get grain. So by grain, I mean rice, potatoes. Yes, I know potatoes are not a uh, biological grain. I get it. But in Bright Line Eating, they count in the grain category because they're comparable in terms of starchiness and whatnot. So rice, potatoes, sweet potatoes, and, you know, of course, all the quinoa, bulgur, whatever, right? Grain. You get grain. Now, I right now don't have grain in my dinner plan. Um, I've got vegetable, lots of vegetables, protein, fat. That's my dinner plan. And because I was nauseous, I was getting grain. And um, produce is produce. So the fruit part of the breakfast, I was eating vegetables instead of fruit, which is fine. And then protein. So basically, it was my same dinner, except I was getting grain now, right? And of course, restaurant food is uh, what I like to call sexier, meaning it's oilier, it's sort of prepared differently than I would usually prepare my food at home, uh, which is why it tastes better, right? And over time, this started to mess with my head. It started to mess with my quantities. It started to mess with my food chatter. And by the end of a month of this, I was Um, noticing my food freedom, I wouldn't say gone, I was absolutely not eating in between meals. And I was absolutely not eating sugar and flour. But I was noticing the food chatter was back. And often um, mental chatter after I'd eaten a feeling of guilt or shame kind of like, Oh, I didn't kind of that wasn't great. And like, uh, I definitely noticed myself putting on weight, not a lot of weight it wasn 't flying on or anything, but definitely over the month, I noticed my weight creeping up, and it was not a good combination now, what did I do about it well i uh, we still don 't have a refrigerator by the way <laughs> supply chain issues we ordered it back in i don 't know months ago we ordered it we 're still waiting for our flipping refrigerator to arrive. <laughs> not fun. So what did I do about it? I, um, I did what I teach you to do, which is I watched the Double Dutch Jump Ropes. Do you know that analogy? Do you know the game Double Dutch Jump Rope? It's jump rope with two ropes and other people are swinging the ropes and you've got to jump in the middle with these two ropes swinging in opposite directions. And I always remind people, like if you're gonna jump in the Double Dutch Jump Ropes, you don't just uh, show up and just run in and jump. You've got to stand outside the ropes and watch, often for a while. And, and you you sort of put up your hands, both hands often, and feel into the rhythm of the ropes. And then you intuit the moment and you jump. So that is the best analogy I've ever discovered for what it's like to notice that your food is wonky and to watch for a time to get it all cleaned up again, you sort of watch what's happening, intuit your willingness levels, the sort of flow of your day or your week, your support, where you're going to get it from, what what you know the the plan of how you're going to strongly resume starts to formulate, and uh, what I did was I called. My person, I have a person in Brightline Eating that I have called for years and years and years when I don't feel great about my food. I called her. We had a long talk about it all. And we agreed that me going back into the food, she was supporting me a lot for those years where I was breaking my lines on a regular basis. And she said, Susan, we don't want to see you back there. I said, no, no, I don't want to go back there. And she said, well, you know, what what are we going to do here? What are you going to do? And so I said, I was on my way at the time I was, it was a month after getting COVID, I was fine to leave the house and I was on my way to pick up takeout. And I said, well, I've already ordered and here's what I'm getting for tonight. I said, but later on tonight, I'm going to call my other person, my buddy that I often commit food to when I'm writing it down and committing it. I've got a person that I do that with. And I said, I'm going to do a 30 day challenge of writing down my food and eating only and exactly that. And it's going to mean eating at home and figuring out the refrigerator situation, figuring out the food to buy that, you know, that I can rock and roll with. She said, good plan. And I did it. And I think today is day nine, I do believe, of that 30-day challenge. Why a 30-day challenge? Well, for someone like me who's been doing this for a long time, that's plenty long enough to have the automaticity back. To be honest, the food chatter stopped the day. I wrote down my food the night before. Day one, the food chatter was gone. My brain was like, oh, oh good. Back to business as usual. This is what we do. It was awesome. It was awesome. Now, I can feel in my body and imagine in my mind the food controller uh, in someone out there. I don't know, probably not you, but maybe, maybe you. That's saying, "Uh, Susan, are you calling that a break? That's not bright, like, like you know the quantities are aligned and you know hey and and if your weight's gone up are you are you still at maintenance like if you if you have to go on a weight loss food plan you're not at maintenance anymore um and what i want to say to that is not only am i still in maintenance that's not a deviation from maintenance that is the epitome of maintenance Not to say that that exact thing will ever happen to you. And some people do work a much more buttoned up, um, sort of rote, absolutely um, on point, shinier, bright program than I do. Absolutely. My program is bright for me and I'm super fine not calling that a break. And that is exactly the ebb and flow that I talk about in the resume system, right? If you've read the book, resume. This is the sine wave of life. And it comes in whatever form and flavor it comes in for you. This is how it came for me latest, right? The latest version of it. And, you know, again, in that book, I think I talked about this in a recent vlog. I talk at length about, I wrote at length about what counts as a break. And, and um, that's up to the individual for sure. But I have learned over decades of doing this now, like, um what, what's helpful when it comes to, you know, considering something a break. And I'm, I'm nowhere near needing to demolish my program and rebuild it from the ground up. That wouldn't be a helpful reset framework for me at all, right? What I needed to do was just, you know, make a couple of tweaks and just get back in the saddle. Like, no worries. So, um, what I want to share is that is the epitome of maintenance, That is classic good sailing out on the open water. And I want to share with you now a quick story of something that happened Oh, probably 10 years ago. I was meeting a friend for coffee. And as I showed up, um, I knew that it was her four-year sobriety anniversary. And so I wished her a happy four years. And I said, that's a long time to not take a drink. And she looked at me and she said, four years is a very long time to not take a drink. But it's not long at all to figure out how to live life gracefully sober. And I said, true that. (laughs) I said, wow, that is profound. And I've never forgotten it. I've never forgotten it. It sort of reminds me of um, the idea of how some some notions are so relative, right? Oh, that's that's tall. That is super tall. And it's like, well, what is that, a glass of water or is it a man, right? Because tall is is uh, something for one and a very other thing for another, right? A long time. Hey, a week without sugar and flour is a long time to go. A month, for, for a lot of people out there in the world, a month would be a very long time to go without sugar and flour. But I want you to be available for the mental shift of what kind of program would you have to work so that you were ready psychologically to rock and roll with the ebbs and flows of life for years and years and years bright. What would that look like? Because... The reality is that it takes a certain kind of food program to set you up for long-term weight loss maintenance, for really living through all that might happen in life, including, you know, I've never experienced being nauseous for more than a few days, you know, more than, I don't know, two, three days. Ridiculous to be nauseous from illness for, mo- for weeks, you know, for a month. That's ridiculous in my world. I've never experienced that. Brand new. Uh, But I have a program that has allowed me to get through that, right, with my clothes still fitting, um, you know, grateful, you know, and and okay, right? Uh, I would say unscathed, right? Not that it wasn't difficult for little stretches of time. But not every program, as a matter of fact, most programs are the antithesis of uh, setting you up for something that would succeed long term. I'm talking about weight loss programs, right? So... It's amazing that Brightline Eating is the kind of program it is. Around here, we call that the art of maintenance. And I promise you, it is an art. And that's the weekly vlog. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Brightline Living. Please post a review and subscribe to our channel. Interested in learning more about Brightline Eating? Visit ble.life slash podcast to find out more ble.life slash podcast. Have a bright day.